0: Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. just say it's, it's, it's time. Stay calm. Welcome to the Nathan Bex podcast. How's that sound in your ears, Rebecca?
1: Yeah, it sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Can you hear that um, that buzzing noise that's going on? Can, can you hear that?
0: Oh, it just stopped. Wait. Yeah, it just stopped. It
1: sounds like when you're at the dentist and they're drilling into your teeth. It... Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But, like, we're not at the dentist. We're at the studio. And uh, I think there's some work going on next door. So... This just started as we were getting ready to start the podcast. As
0: I turned around to plug in my headphones, yeah.
1: So nothing more pleasant than just pretending you're at the dentist listening to us talk.
0: You know, that's where a lot of good conversations happen, so it only makes sense that we would record our podcast in the same environment.
1: Right. You know, a one-way conversation. Right. Exactly. Which is
0: effectively what this is.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So today's a day, right? Yep. It's September 11th. Which I just realized last night, we're going to be recording the podcast on September 11th. And that's a sad day. Do you know it's been 18 years since the towers were hit?
0: I did not know it had been that long. I knew it had been a while, but...
1: Yeah, you were a lot younger than I was when that happened. You're years younger than me. Do you even remember September 11th? Was this
0: 2001? 2001. Yes, it was. I was five.
1: Okay. Do you remember that happening? Do you Do you remember like being around and aware that something was going on?
0: Um, I remember seeing uh the buildings on TV and like the smoke and everything. Um, but I don't know if that was. I don't remember any panic along with that from any of my parents or anybody around me. So I'm assuming that that wasn't from the actual date. That was from a year or two or three after just, you know, like on the anniversary.
1: Yeah, just learning about it. exactly. My kids, well, my son was six months old at the time, so both of my kids don't know life before September 11th. And I think it's kind of the same way for you. Like security, uh, airports and stuff like that has always been there for you. Mm -hmm. You don't know any different. and. I've, I hate to say this, but I've reached the point in my life where almost half of my life was before September 11th, and half of my life is after September 11th, which is so crazy, and everybody remembers where they were at that day when it happened. It was early in the morning, and it didn't take long before the entire country was just tuned into what was going on, and it, it just boggles my mind that 18 years later... Just the mention of September 11th or seeing those pictures. Like, I think the most impactful picture for me is that man that's falling upside down. I hate that one. Oh my gosh, you see that and you think, I don't know what it is about him being upside down. That makes it even more scary to think of just how fearful he had to be in that situation. And so, like, those things, like, all of those feelings come rushing back, even though it's 18 years later. And several years back, I went to New York um, and I went to the 9-11 Memorial. And I thought, oh, you know, I was I, I remember experiencing this that day and just being glued to the TV. And I really didn't think it was going to affect me that much. But when I went to like the actual museum and I walk in the doors, it just impacts you immediately because they have visuals, they have audio effects. They have all the people making their last phone calls playing as you're walking through. And you can see these messages up on the wall and you see the images everywhere. And I mean, it was so emotional that there was times where there were certain places in the museum I couldn't go because I wasn't ready because I had to like emotionally work myself up to be able to go see it. And the other thing that really shocked me was when you saw it on TV, you know you understand that these skyscrapers are huge and it's this huge impact, but when you're standing there, you literally feel like an ant next to these buildings because they're just towering over you. And the thought of one of these buildings coming down and how far of a reach that affected people, it's just huge. So we don't want to focus today on September 11th. Today is really just going to kind of be a real talk day because I think waking up thinking about September 11th just kind of gets you all up in your feelings, you know, and you're just, there's a lot to ponder and a lot to think about, but we have, we have a lot going on. There's a lot that we need to talk about. Nathan's kind of all up in his emotions today because he's got a lot going on. And so we're going to talk through all of that, but something exciting. We've got what, two weeks before we start our uh, shock therapy live is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, I think so. Shock therapy live is is the official word. So yes, not next Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, the twenty fifth, shock therapy live will be starting. So every month we'll take the last Wednesday of the month. Jay Wes will come in. We're gonna answer your questions, just any life questions that you have. He's educated. And he's going to come in and help answer those for us. And so you've already been texting us and sending us lots of messages. And we appreciate all those that are coming in. But we're going to get to talk about that. And I'm super excited about it. Nathan, do you have the number? Are yeah, you looking was, it up right now? I was now?
0: pulling it up. Remember last week whenever I said I'd post it on our Facebook?
1: Yeah, did you not post that? <sighs> nah. Nah. <laughs> are you going to post that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe.
0: 816-787-1511.
1: Okay, say it one more time. What was that?
0: 786... Wait.
1: Wait. Did you give out somebody's number? Somebody no. Uh,
0: number?
1: Okay. 816-787-1511. 816-787... 787-1511. Okay, plug that into your phone. Nathan is going to try so hard to get that posted on our Facebook page today. So you can go there, you can text in your questions. You can even call and leave a voicemail um, asking your question, or you can just send a question through Facebook Messenger, whichever you would like to do. That Nathan and Beck's show Facebook page. Oh, there's that pleasant drilling again. Nathan, this is the rest of your day, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I get to be here till
1: 2.30. When I walked in, they had like all the paper rolled out in the hallway and taped down. And I thought, oh, they really rolled out the paper carpet for me the today. The paper
0: carpet. That's all you get.
1: <laughs> and it was only halfway to the door.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers.
1: So I, I'm in the midst of something right now. I mentioned last week our house sold. Mm -hmm. I was super, super nervous about the inspection, like a little anxious because I thought my house was going to be like condemned and unsellable. Like, I don't know why I had that major fear, but on Saturday we had the inspection. The inspection is still not over. Really? Yes. This is like, I think the longest inspection ever. But I do have some good news. It is not condemned and unsellable. And the sellers are actually really excited about moving into my house still. So that's really good news. Is that weird? That somebody else is moving into my house? Yeah. It is weird. I didn't get to talk to the couple that's buying my house. But I got to talk to their real estate agent. Because they were at the inspection 30 minutes longer than they were supposed to be. They were there for almost four hours. Which... I was already really nervous and the fact that they were there even longer and so we're like just sitting across the street like waiting for them to be done so we could go in and we were just all tired and we had to leave early on a Saturday morning. I look forward to being able to sleep in on Saturdays again because since my house has been for sale, we've had to leave every Saturday morning really, really early, including this last week. Anyway, I talked to the real estate agent who is really close with the couple, like he's a a family friend. And so he told us all about them and how excited they are about the house and that they had picked out this house from the beginning. This was the one that they'd been wanting. And when it went up for sale, they came to see it and decided they wanted to buy it right away. So that's really exciting. I was weirded out in the beginning about just the fact somebody was buying my house and I didn't like that I was selling my house because I really, really love my house. But... Now that we're looking at houses and we're getting to know the area and we're getting to know people in Lansing better, I'm getting more and more excited about being there because it'll be a lot easier to do what we're doing once we're there. Because right now we're just traveling back and forth and my daughter's in school there and it's the travel back and forth that makes it really difficult. Yeah.
0: I'm excited for you guys to finally be able to like calm down.
1: Calm down. Calm down. Yeah.
0: A little bit. Things
1: have been pretty crazy but today the final part of the inspection will happen because they need to like scope the sewer line to make sure everything's okay and I'm not really worried about that the problem is is they couldn't find an entrance point so they have to remove my basement toilet go in through there and then they're going to have to replace the seal after they do that everything's cool with it they're going to have to pay for all of that That's what they're going to have to do to be able to see the sewer line. But everything's flushing down okay, so I'm not really worried about it.
0: Maybe you just have a big reservoir under your house that all your poop has just been sitting. Are you trying
1: to create more fear for me? What if your house effectively
0: has just been a very, very large porta potty this whole time?
1: (laughs) No. And they're going to be like, "Uh,
0: we can't sell this.
1: No. Why are you doing this? Why are you making me more nervous about it? I that was should like, <laughs> not make you nervous. No, I was completely fine. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, is that why my house was settling on one side more than the other? Do I have a poop reservoir under my house? It's possible. <laughs> is this happening?
0: You know, totally possible. Oh my
1: gosh. Also, MJ, remember how we were having that issue with him? Like he just started peeing on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So we let him out the other night because the vet said to give it some time. He had to eat this, like, really, really expensive cat food that's supposed to help with this somehow. And then we have, like, the plug-in infuser that's supposed to just make him high so he doesn't pee on the couch. I don't know how all of this is supposed to work, but it hasn't started working yet because he walked out and peed on the couch. Just immediately. Yes. And so now we're like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? Because we don't want to bring him into our next house and have him pee, but we don't want to get rid of him either. So I think we're going to take him with us. Right now he's still living in the laundry room, which he seems to be okay with. And then... When we move, maybe because there's like not the smell of the other cat outside that he's been, we think he's been peeing on our couch for that. Maybe he'll be okay. I don't know. He's not going to get much of a chance though. Cause if he, if we move into the next house and he just goes and pees on something.
0: Yeah. But your next house ideally will have a yard.
1: It will. So you're saying we should just make MJ an outdoor cat.
0: Well, you could let him out more often, and maybe he'll discover peeing and pooping outside is quite fun and freeing, and then he won't poop and pee on your couch.
1: It's definitely a possibility. Or
0: maybe take this as a sign and get rid of that red couch.
1: Well, we're definitely getting rid of the red couch because it has cat urine in it, and it's <laughs> it's a down-filled couch, and so it's feathers. You just, you can't get that out. So if anybody would like a down oh, nice. red yeah, couch, yeah, yeah. we're going to be getting rid of one very soon. If you also like the smell of cat urine, I'm this sure this is there's somebody out definitely there. the couch for you. Yeah, that one's going to the trash. Most of our furniture we're getting rid of because I've had my furniture since like the beginning, which is like 20 years. And, uh... Yeah, it's not staying around. It's barely held together. You know my table in my dining room? Mm -hmm. It's propped up by a leg that's not even attached to the table. (laughs) Like it all looks kind of nice right now, but it's not.
0: Whenever I went over to the Crockett's house to help them move around their furniture a little bit, (laughs) um, we went to go pick up the table and there was a leg that stayed on the ground. Yeah,
1: I carried the other leg. Yeah
0: not in good condition it
1: won't make the move so we're basically buying all new furniture which is another thing that makes me exciting like I'm kind of okay with the move now because I'm going to be able to get new furniture but here is the latest update so this weekend we found a house that we're like okay th- this house is great there's some things that we're going to need to do to it I, it was like oak woodwork and I wanted white woodwork and it was brown walls and I wanted gray walls And the kitchen was missing an island and it needed a fence, but it's in the school district my daughter's going to right now. It's next to the grocery store. So, and it was cheap enough that we could have paid to have all of those things done. So we put an offer on it Mm -hmm. and then we waited and we waited and we waited and it was like 24 hours before they finally got back to us on their lunch break. (laughs) And they were like, uh, we actually want you to pay full price and the closing cost. And uh, we want to wait over the weekend and see if we get any other offers.
0: So, what happens if, wait, it's already been over the weekend, right? Uh huh. So, I guess I got a different offer.
1: Uh, I'm assuming. Okay. So, I asked my agent on Monday, I was like, did you ever hear back from them? Because they never even responded because we counter offered uh-huh. to that response and they didn't even respond. And so I asked him Monday if he if they had responded and he was like, no, actually, I haven't heard back from them. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate because I was going to have you let them know that we've moved on. We're no longer interested. But I wanted him to wait 24 hours. And then I had like this vengeful, vengeful spirit in me that was like, I don't want that house to sell. I hope, oh my gosh, I Rebecca. Hope that house sits on the market for a month. Just so they and sit they, there and think about yeah, what they could. And have they heard. regret that they tried to play games with me. Because as soon as they decided they were gonna play those games, I was like, I don't want your stupid house. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. It wasn't yeah. perfect anyway. There was there was stuff we didn't like about it. Good. And yeah. so I moved on quickly because I found another house that I liked
0: and that is a perfectly mature response to have.
1: Okay, I don't think it's completely perfectly mature. It was actually a blessing that they they waited so long to respond because in the response I really started like panicking like wait, is this the house that I want? Because the the bedrooms were super small. The, there was no fence, which was like one of our deal breakers. Like we need a fence because Elvis has to have a fenced yard to be able to run around in. Like that's one of the bribes taking me to Lansing is the fact that the house we have right now doesn't have a fenced in yard and the house we will have should have a fenced in yard because that's an upgrade.
0: Fences are super easy to make.
1: So I hear, but I'm really tired because we've been going through this process for a long time. <laughs> and I just want to be able to move in. Okay. So, so we found this house. It's directly across the street from Grace's high school. So she can walk to school. I mean, it's literally directly across the street and right down the street, a half a block away is the pool for the neighborhood. And it is a very, very nice pool that we don't have to maintain. Somebody else maintains it, but we get to go to it. And I would say for free but there's HOA fees, but I'm willing to pay those just so that we have a pool we don't have to take care of. That is a half a block down the street. And Gracie's friends live in this neighborhood that she's met at the school. And it's a really close drive for me for work. Like I drove there last night, 30 minutes. Wow. 30 minutes. And right now I'm driving 25 minutes. So it's, it's the location of it's great. It's completely done. It has a fence. It has all the colors that I like. And it has five bedrooms. Why do I want five bedrooms, you ask?
0: Rebecca, why do you want five bedrooms?
1: Because one of the rooms I want to, to make into my office slash recording studio. Mm-hmm. And then I still want to have a guest room. And then Zacchaeus still wants to live at the house for a little bit longer. And then I need a room for Grace. And then my husband and I are going to have a room which has double doors to the bathroom, which for some strange reason I think is really awesome. And it was like when I was little, I was like, if there's double doors going into the, the bathroom, I've made it in life.
0: <laughs> I think honestly with five bedrooms. Oh,
1: and a three car garage.
0: And a three car garage. Um, your husband, you and your husband don't even have to share a room anymore. Right? You guys could have your own room, your own bed.
1: I hear that really helps marriages. Yeah. No. Less arguing. No. That's you know? horrible. Listen,
0: I have never that's been horrible. more close to my brother than whenever I could finally have my own room.
1: Okay, that's true when it comes to siblings, but I don't think that's a good idea when it comes to marriages. Why?
0: You're all you're, it's, you're related. you are you related you related.
1: No, no, that's not a good idea. Question. What?
0: Are you related to your spouse?
1: not by blood
0: because your children are
1: related by marriage your children are blood related because they have both of your blood genes not blood both of your genes
0: so you're just as related to your spouse as you are to your brother or sister-in-law or your in-law parents parent-in-laws
1: okay yes yeah
0: It's weird isn't that a little weird
1: no that's what that's what makes your kids not have issues when they're born (laughs) you're not supposed to be related <laughs> yeah that doesn't I realize
0: <laughs> no i realize you're not supposed to marry the people you're related to i just always thought of like oh my parents are related but then it's weird to think uh, no they're related but they're married to each other
1: they but okay yeah but they're not related well okay they're related through marriage that's the way that is supposed right. to work
0: listen i'm not married so i don't know how the whole thing oh
1: works oh my gosh just, just don't just leave the cousins alone nathan i'm not no not <laughs> insinuating anything okay so here's here's exciting news this house that i i think is perfect for us we mm-hmm. put an offer on it last night like i've been like literally having dreams about this house i had a dream that it was like actually a trailer and that the cars were parked in the kitchen and somebody said it was like a three car garage, but there was two cars in the kitchen and a smart car. And I'm like, that's not a three car garage, that's a kitchen and they fit the cars in the kitchen.
0: There was a news story where a guy parked a smart car in his kitchen.
1: Was that during the hurricane? Yeah. yeah. So that's where I think that that's probably from. where that came from.
0: Yeah, I had a dream my friend ate all my Fig Newtons
1: <laughs>
0: while he was over. <laughs> And I was really bummed out. But anyway.
1: Was that Grant? No,
0: it wasn't actually. Grant would never do that. Are you
1: sure? Yes. Sounds like something Grant would do.
0: (laughs) All right. Anyway, continue on with your story.
1: So we put an offer on the house. When we went, like I walked in the door and my family was already there because I had to, to come over after work. And I walked in the door and the kids' faces were like bright and cheery. And they were like, this is it. This is the house. And it's like the first time where we were all like, on board with the same house, where we were like, yes, this is the one. And so, we put an offer on it last night, and i was <gasps> still waiting, I haven't heard anything yet. But my agent texted me this morning and said, hopefully we'll hear something soon.
0: No news is good news, as they well, say. Well, no, not
1: necessarily. So I sent him the gif that says, it's been 84 years. You know, the old lady from Titanic?
0: I've never seen the Titanic.
1: <laughs> The movie Titanic? Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen either the Titanic or the movie. Mm -hmm. No, I've seen the movie actually. Oh,
0: you have seen the movie?
1: Yeah. Why would I say I hadn't seen it? Anyway, there's an old lady who, when she starts telling the story of being on the Titanic. Is it Rose? Yeah, but she's the old lady. Holy spoiler. And she's like, it's been 84 years. And then she starts the story, and so that's what I sent to my what? real estate agent. I think my real estate agent is super entertained by all the GIFs that I've been sending him. <clears throat> I am the GIF master.
0: It's a lot of peanut butter. Rebecca?
1: Yeah. What?
0: That's a lot of peanut butter. J-I-F.
1: Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. GIF. Yeah, I it's agree. It's pronounced GIF.
0: As opposed to GIFs. Right. Which is G-I-F.
1: No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. No, no, you GIF. already agreed. You're good.
1: It's okay, what's going to
0: Nope, You agreed. Why did you turn my mic off? Your mic is not off, Rebecca. Um. my mic not- You're you agreed. GIF is, my GIF. GIF is GIF. is J I F and GIF <laughs> is GIF. You heard it here, folks.
1: Oh, my gosh. You agreed. No. You agreed. I did not. That's it. That's so, the end of the conversation. So like giraffe starts with the G and that's J But that's GIF. not
0: the G we're and, talking about here. We're talking about and, the G from graphics.
1: And the guy who created the GIF called it a GIF.
0: I bet his name is Jeff G E O F F, and he's probably just bitter.
1: And then Somebody else at, like, the VMAs or something called it a GIF. That was, like, a legit, like, person that should know what it's called. Oh. I don't remember. Guys, but, listen. But I vaguely somebody at saw the that VMAs. story. And I was like, so. yeah, it's GIF. Do you know I used to call it GIF until you told me about how annoyed you were with people calling it GIF. And so I've called it GIF from that point on.
0: You know what, Rebecca? I have come to terms. And I... Uh... I support gif now, so you can start calling it gif again
1: no, I yeah. like gif i I've gotten quite comfortable you know with it. I'm as just your friend here.
0: as your friend, you should want to make me happy, and it would make me so happy if you said gif.
1: I realize at this point in our friendship there's nothing I can do to make you happy oh
0: my gosh, <laughs> that makes me sound like such a bitter person I mean I am but.
1: I walked in today and you look more sad than I have ever seen you. And you were just basically curled up in the corner, rocking back and forth. That's what
0: I wanted to do.
1: <laughs> and I was like, Nathan. And and I, I thought about trying to cheer you up. And I thought, no, now he doesn't even want to be cheered up today. Like that's where you're at. Potentially. Potentially. You don't even want to be cheered up. I was like, have you had your coffee? And then you told me this depressing story about how coffee is just making you feel gross in the yeah, morning. Yeah, okay,
0: no. This is the most ridiculous thing. Okay. I drink coffee regularly. I, I work at a coffee shop. Uh huh. So at least twice a week, I'm getting large amounts of caffeine in my system. And most days of the week, at least for a while, I don't do it as much anymore, but for a while, every single weekday... I would drink a cup of coffee. Recently, I've noticed that whenever I drink my morning brew, I get really shaky, I feel tired, and not just like, oh, like, I feel tired, and it's not like, oh, my eyes are dry, I wanna close them, it's like, my eye sockets hurt. Like, it's this deep, deep pain that even if I were to take a three-hour nap, I would wake up, and I think I would still feel this odd feeling. It feels like I'm running a temperature or something, like I have the flu. And then I can feel my bones, which isn't uncommon if you've had large amounts of caffeine for me, if Uh I've had large amounts of caffeine. Anyway, I could feel my bones, but it was more uh, extreme than previous feeling of bones. And my arms kind of hurt and felt weak, and I just kind of felt like collapsing for hours after drinking a cup of coffee. Not even a large amount of coffee, just a little bit, like 12 ounces, that's not a whole lot. So, I've stopped drinking coffee for the most part and I, uh, I don't feel that way very much anymore. I do drink espresso though and it does not give me the same feeling, um, which granted, you know, two ounces of espresso does not have as much caffeine as 12 ounces of coffee Contrary to popular belief, your 12 ounce latte rarely has as much caffeine as a 12 ounce coffee, even though it has espresso in it. Um, but I've heard that that feeling comes from my body trying to wake up, and then at the same time I drink co- caffeine, and then it's like I have the all the chemicals or whatever from my body trying to wake up plus the caffeine and it basically goes into hyperdrive and that's why i can feel my heart palpitating
1: it's because coffee blocks adenosine no yeah what's ad adenosine
0: uh it's just it's it's, your adenosine
1: levels increase eventually making you drowsy by suppressing the activity of cells in the basal forebrain
0: Right, so basically, like what I said, my body is trying to wake up, and the coffee is also trying to wake me up, and then too many cooks in the kitchen, <clears throat> essentially.
1: But why is this suddenly happening?
0: I don't know. I um, the guy that trained us for the coffee shop, he said that the same thing happens to him with espresso, okay. where like like he starts like thinking about drinking espresso, and his body starts kind of like reacting like immediately, and then as soon as he drinks the espresso. He just feels like absolute garbage. And that's what I feel like with coffee.
1: So it's not like a delayed crash.
0: No, not really. It's uh, it's pretty much like right now just thinking about drinking coffee.
1: You're getting sleepy? No, but oh. my
0: heart starts feeling a little weird.
1: Like starts palpitating? Right,
0: like it starts like in preparation. It's like here it comes. But I also haven't fully woken up this morning.
1: This is terrible. It's like the one thing that that gets you through the day is now like your kryptonite.
0: Yeah, which I still think I could drink it in the afternoon. I could have an afternoon cup of coffee. But
1: you have, what if you just sleep in until the afternoon and then you have your cup of coffee?
0: See, now I've tried that. The problem with that (laughs) is um, I'm severely depressed throughout my day.
1: Oh my gosh. Roadblock, roadblock, roadblock.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you've had kind of a rough week this week, and by kind, I mean you've had a really rough week this week. Yeah. I Actually, the last couple of weeks have have not been great.
0: I don't want to talk about you it. You don't
1: feel like talking about nah. it?
0: Nah. I've talked about it a lot the past few days, and I just kind of don't. Think it's going
1: to make you more depressed?
0: No, I just am tired. It's like it's it's like having to pull off the bandage to so- show everybody your wound. Yeah. And eventually, you're like, I really don't. You're tired
1: of pulling off the bandage. Yeah, like they don't need to see. Okay.
0: Here's 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 what you need to know. Absolutely nothing. Here's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Absolutely nothing.
1: Can I sum it up without like saying what it is?
0: Here, let me let me let me give you the the cliff notes. Okay. I went from working at the front desk of intercom four days a week to working one day a week um, without any notice or heads up. And even after the schedule changed, I wasn't told. I had to drive an hour to work to find out that I wasn't actually working that day. And there's not really anything I can do about it. And so now I gotta figure out what's going on.
1: So that pretty much sums it that up. That pretty
0: much sums it up.
1: And so what have you been doing in that spare time?
0: Um, Nothing.
1: Right, and so now you're super sad right now.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't
1: know why I'm laughing when I say that because it's really not funny. You're super sad right now, and it really breaks my heart.
0: The problem is it's it's not even that like, oh, man, I don't get to work the front desk very often anymore. And it's not even the fact of like, oh, wow, I don't really have a job. I mean, I do, but I'm working two days out of the week. And that really isn't enough money whenever you're making $10 an hour. Yeah, um, But I'm not concerned with that at all. The main thing I'm concerned with is the fact that if I do not have a steady schedule and something to do at least every other day, preferably every day, I go insane.
1: And you have to find something else and you don't want to find something else that's outside of radio.
0: I had told myself, yeah. And, and that's another problem. I had told myself that from the front desk job, which, you know, front desk of a radio station, my next move was going to be vertical. It was going to be, uh, you know, if I were to quit that job and go to a different job, it would have to be a vertical movement. So I'd have to be starting in production or starting on air, preferably, you know, something like that. Even if it wasn't with intercom, I'd have to be like making that movement towards, some, towards accomplishing my goal uh, vertically. Whereas now I feel like the only options available at the moment are all horizontal. And so that it's, it's kind of getting over that like, well, maybe I have to make a horizontal movement to make a vertical movement. But also just the fact of the, the feeling of I'm not getting anywhere in life.
1: Nathan and I are both kind of in a weird spot in our radio career because we started out really strong. We were in college together. We had this great show called The Nathan and Bucks Show, and we love, love, love hosting together. And so it's created this dream like someday we're going to host a show on a regular basis, like full time. We're going to be doing a show together we, we have both like had successes in our careers and we're moving in that direction. But both of us have come to like a really stale point right now. And we're in different places, but both of us are like struggling with where we're at. And so we're just kind of asking what's next. And this is a really tough point and it's really hard to be patient. But literally in, in radio, it, anything, anything can literally be just around the corner.
0: You know what? What? This would be a great topic to cover whenever Jay Wes is here for the Shock Therapy Life. What do you do in life whenever you're at the standstill? Anyway, continue. Yeah,
1: that is a that is a great So if somebody
0: wants to text question. that in, 816-787-1511. <laughs> <laughs> can,
1: um, can I go ahead and try to answer that question? Sure. Because I think what you do when you're at a standstill is... Do everything that you can do with what you have right now um, and start exploring other opportunities and being proactive and figuring out or just being obedient where you're at. Did you just belch in the microphone? Yeah,
0: I did. It was really random. So like, I'm sorry.
1: like where I'm at right now, I'm still having a really, really hard time with the fact that Jonathan's show got canceled and that he's in Boston right now. And I loved doing that show every evening. I loved the live interaction with people. And the fact that just it was there one day and the next day was just pulled out from underneath me was such a shock. I still haven't bounced back from it. And so what I'm doing right now is news, which before I did news so I could do that. And now I'm just doing news and I'm not getting the benefit of being able to co-host on a show and have the live interaction with the people. And every once in a while...
0: You know, I told myself I was going to turn off that alarm. I'll turn it off right now. Continue.
1: So every once in a while, you know, I have a fun news story that I'm like, hey, this was a good day. But in general, I sit there with that empty seat across from me while I do the news, and it just breaks my heart. But... I do know that there is a plan and there's a purpose with everything that's going on and that I need to remain obedient in what I'm doing and that I, whatever I'm doing, I need to do it to the best of my ability, but to keep searching and pursuing and seeing what's next. And, you know, eventually, I think we'd really like to just have our own radio station where we can do what we want with it. And I mean, that's the dream. That's everybody's dream, right? That they have their own thing where they can do just everything that they've dreamed of doing. But we don't know what that looks like yet. And so right now, we're just in this transition period where you don't know what's coming next. And we've got the Nathan and Beck's show every Wednesday and we look forward to showing up because this is it like this is what we have and this is what we enjoy doing we just wish we could do it every day and not just once a week in the midst of our schedule but it breaks my heart to see you Nathan not not being someplace consistent because I at least even if I don't like what I'm doing right now I at least am getting a regular paycheck and so I can be a little more patient than you are But I think it's okay for you to to take this downtime that you have to start searching out what those other options are and talking with people and having conversations. There's lots of connections out there. And just in radio, it's a matter of just being there and being available and asking those questions. Was that really a cheer? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) are you angry now from what I just said?
0: Yeah, I can't believe you would say such a thing. (laughs) Be proactive. Come on, Rebecca.
1: But I think it's okay to throw a little tantrum and sulk a little bit, but you can't stay there. I'm not throwing a tantrum. You are throwing a tantrum. You're just not laying on the floor screaming and throwing your legs around. You're just sleeping in and deciding you're not going to do anything. And that's okay I, right now. But next week, I make think a plan to do something different.
0: In my defense, Uh-huh. It's less of a decision to not do anything and more of the inability to do anything.
1: Everything's a decision. Because, and here's how I learned this. Sometimes when I'm really, really angry, I think this isn't a choice for me to be angry. I'm angry because of what's happened to me. But the moment the phone rings, I answer the phone with a cheery voice. Because I am in control of that situation. Oh my gosh. Now I sound like the lady staging my house. I'm in control of that situation. Did I ever explain that story of the crazy lady that staged my house? Let me me sum it up just in case I didn't. So when we had our house staged to sell, we had this lady come over and when she walked in the door, we have our our big dog Elvis and we don't, not everybody loves dogs. And so we don't allow him to greet them because he's, excitedly greets everybody we we were holding him back and we're like are you okay with dogs do you want us to let him go and she was like i am in control of the space around me and we're like oh oh, okay um so do you want us to let him go or do you want us to to keep holding on to him and she's like i am in control of what's happening around me And I was like, yeah, um, so we're going to let him go. Are you ready? (laughs) Like, she would (laughs) not give us a clear answer. So we let him go. She did fine with him. She tried to do, like, mind control with him or something. It was odd anyway. When I said... (laughs) That I am in control of my decisions. It immediately reminded me of the lady staging my house saying that she was in control of what was happening around her. So now it's become an inside joke. And when I got in my accident, my boss, when I walked into work, he was like, were you in control of the space around you? (laughs) I thought I was until this lady hit me. Yeah. Anyway, when you're angry, you make a choice not to be angry when you answer the phone with a positive tone in your voice. You sleeping in and laying around is still a choice, even though it is difficult to make another choice, another choice can be made because you didn't want to get up and do anything this morning. However, you have a job that you have to come to that if you don't show up, you won't keep. And so you made a choice to get up. So it was in your control. It just wasn't easy.
0: I would go ahead and counter that by saying... I showed up to my other job and still didn't keep it.
1: Okay, but I'm s- that that's besides the point. It was, the point was also, that you had control in getting up and going to whenever something. Whenever you hang up
0: the phone, you're still upset. Unless it was not like,
1: always. It depends on, who was on, the
0: depends other on who's line. on the other line. But that's not that you pretending went. to be happy. Because, that's just you answering the phone.
1: Because how many times have you shown up to the podcast in a horrible mood, and then when we were done, you were like, yeah, that's what I needed today. And then you were in a better mood.
0: All I'm saying is...
1: All I'm saying is sometimes you make a choice to be happy, and eventually it helps
0: correct but not always
1: not always that is true but y- it, you do have a choice to get up and get out like Where? that's not against like it's not that it's impossible it's just difficult what what was your counter to that <gasps> are you kidding are you ending it on that note Are you... No, Nathan. (laughs) Are you ending that so we can have a real conversation (laughs) off air? Perhaps. (laughs) It's only 10.07. Why are you ending it right now? Nathan, what are you doing? (laughs) I
0: do not have anything
1: left to say. Oh my gosh well explain you were getting turn off the music Nathan turn it off stop it stop the music no I'm going to lean over I am in is control this... of
0: my don't hit the...
1: wait what did I do oh great <laughs> okay the, what,
0: what were you gonna the say
1: music popping up is like the best thing ever When I pushed the the space bar, I had no idea that was what it was going to do, but I am so happy with that change right there. (laughs) Like, I feel like I want to do something, like, really mischievous right now, and I can't think of anything to do. (laughs) So what were you going to say before I interrupted you, Nathan, and you decided to end the show?
0: I I've decided that anything that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, come on, Nathan. What?
0: Here's okay. Go ahead. Come I on. appreciate everything that you've just said. Uh huh. However, I can still wake up and go throughout the day confidently. The problem is I don't have anywhere to go.
1: But you do have some place to go.
0: Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So the problem I'm running into right now, do I immediately take a knee-jerk reaction to losing all my hours and going and finding a different job or taking a different avenue or do I wait until something else falls into my hands like everything else has I don't mean that if okay hold on because the way I just said that sounds like I'm incredibly like just everything is spoon-fed to me Mm -hmm. which for the most part it is however I am what people would call hashtag blessed (laughs) And that any sort of opportunity, all the good opportunities that I've had have not happened because of something that I've done. It's just been a God thing. So I have make a habit of whenever something like this comes up and my immediate response is to go find a different job or to start doing something else, I force myself to slow down and think about what this situation has in store for me other than just a potential new opportunity.
1: I would like to counter that response. And now I feel like Jim and Pam, when they were in marriage counseling and they, and they had to like speak in a certain way. They're like, I appreciate, I appreciate that comment. I appreciate how you said that. But I would like to speak my displeasure. Okay. I agree that it's okay to step back. Like I said, it's okay to to give yourself a couple of days to process. And and when I say throw a tantrum, I'm explaining what I do myself of like sulking. Oh,
0: so you mean I'm not throwing a tantrum? No, right now.
1: you might not be throwing a tantrum, but that's oh, what, but that's what because you
0: said. I was throwing a tantrum. Okay, did you
1: think I was accusing you of throwing a tantrum? Are you go that? I can, go back. I can that? go back
0: and listen. You okay, said I, was throwing I definitely a tantrum. said
1: it's okay to throw a tantrum. And then
0: I said I'm not throwing a tantrum you anyway. I like, yeah.
1: yeah, I yeah. Because I kind of I kind of think you are throwing a tantrum. But anyways, continue. I might be throwing a tantrum. Here's, now. here's my definition of throwing a tantrum. This. When you take days to sulk and think about how sad you are about what was done to you, regardless of whether you deserved it or not, and you feel bad for yourself. That's what I consider a tantrum. And I think it's okay to take some time to feel like that. However, I, I think exploring other options is not a knee-jerk reaction because you're not making a decision. You're not making a move right now to do something different than what you're doing but i think exploring your options is a good thing also you saying that you've done nothing and that only god has done something i think god has definitely had a huge part of this but you have definitely put in the work which is what god has asked you to do you haven't just gotten here by accident you're a really hard worker and you're really gifted in what you do and you've put that time in you've put in those hours to train and practice the fact that we come here for a podcast every wednesday morning that we don't get paid for is putting in extra hours in practice that we don't have to do because it makes us better and i think that's with anything in life if you want to move forward you have to go outside of what is normal and work a little bit harder to get ahead in what you wanna do. Agreed. Yes, and so you've been doing that. And so if something falls into your lap, it wasn't because you didn't put any effort into it or do anything to make that happen because you've been doing a ton of things behind the scene to make it happen. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with searching out other options and having conversations. And I'm not going to name what those specific conversations are because we've already talked about those things. But there's opportunities on the horizon and as long as people are aware that you're looking for it, then those opportunities may come to you.
0: Okay. I agree with everything that you have just said. I also agree with the fact, with what you said about it's okay to take some time, but you still need to react.
1: To throw a tantrum?
0: Not necessarily to throw a tantrum, just to avoid making a knee-jerk reaction and to think about the situation and what the appropriate response would be. It is Wednesday, this happened on Monday. My dudes. So it has yeah. been um, one full day. Actually, you know what, it was, it was Monday about this time. So let's go ahead and say it's been two full days. <clears throat> I am still thinking about the appropriate response.
1: You're still throwing a tantrum. I haven't been throwing a tantrum.
0: Yesterday sucked. I admit it. But just because you're avoiding making a knee-jerk response or the wrong response does not mean that you're throwing a tantrum, but it also doesn't mean that your day won't suck. Like, you can get fired and your day can suck. Your whole week can suck. And still have an appropriate response.
1: Okay, so I like, definitely threw a tantrum when Jonathan got fired and the show got canceled, but I still had an appropriate response. Right,
0: and that's what I'm saying. Just because my you just day just not sucks, like that I'm
1: using the word tantrum?
0: Yes, because it sounds like I'm doing something wrong.
1: Okay, but you're not.
0: Okay, but throwing a tantrum typically is okay, something that's wrong. What if other, your kid what, throws a tantrum, it, what, you give it a spanking. What other
1: word do you want me to use? Processing? Sure. Okay, you're processing. It's a
0: J-West word.
1: It is a J-West word.
0: I'm processing what's going on, and it sucks but. Not just any butt. It's a very sweaty booty.
1: Oh, gross.
0: And I am salty.
1: Ew. Ew.
0: It sucks. Such a
1: horrible word picture here. But I didn't say you needed to respond right now, are you are no, you but all you're salty saying about me saying you need to I you're making I it you, sound like i'm okay I'm to, in the wrong. no. I'm not saying you're in the wrong at all. I'm saying eventually i'm I'm saying you need to be able to take this time and that's okay. But don't keep doing this. i I like, never said I would. yeah. I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in general. I'm not saying you <laughs> in general give yourself time to sulk. I'm 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 speaking to everybody here. When I say give yourself some time to process, that that's okay. But like say Monday, you wake up with a plan to do something different. You know, when I started mixed martial arts fighting, one of the greatest lessons I learned was how to respond when you're attacked. And I learned this by getting punched in the face. And so my my instructor would walk up to me. I'd know that we're getting ready to spar and he would just cheap shot punch me in the face. And immediately I would come at him. And because he's 10 times larger than me, he would do that thing like you do to your siblings when you get in a fight You're like punch a younger him back. S- No, where you hold their forehead oh, with right. the palm. Of your hand and they're swinging their arms at you but they're holding you at a distance where you can't touch them and so that's what he would do to me every time and i felt like a moron like i've been punched in the face it made me angry i responded but because i didn't think through my response then he could he could hold me back and i could never hurt him because my response wasn't calculated and so so he taught me when he punches me in the face I step back and get in position and plan my next move. And so I think that is what you're doing. And I think that is acceptable to do when you get punched in the face, take a step back and process what just happened and what the best next move is going to be. And so as you process this time, I think you're doing it right. I'm just saying Monday morning when you wake up, if you decide you're not getting out of bed again, you need to make a choice to do something different, even if it's hard. I agree. Okay, we're on the same page. Don't you do it. What? Don't you do it. It's the end. What do you mean, don't? You just want to talk forever? We haven't we haven't made the full hour yet. I'm just getting started with advice here. I feel like You have to wait, Rebecca. I'm here all day. Any you questions that wait. people have, I'm ready to answer them. Also, I still haven't gotten a response back on the offer on the house, and I was hoping that was gonna happen during the podcast, so you guys would be the first to know about it and
0: you have to tech? wait until the twenty fifth to give out your unsolicited advice. No, Actually no, at that point Wes
1: is giving out the advice. We're asking no, no, the questions. No.
0: Well, the people who are texting, which we have had people text in.
1: I know. I'm so um, excited about these questions. There's some really, really good, solid questions.
0: Yeah. So uh, the people who are texting, our listeners, you ask the questions. Jay was will answer. And I think-
1: We'll discuss. We'll discuss along. Yeah.
0: We will discuss. We've got it's opinions. Not, it's not going to be just Obviously.
1: Jay we both have strong opinions.
0: Um, and I think we are both equally wise.
1: I agree. I think you sell yourself short sometimes on your wisdom. Um,
0: man's got to eat, you know, I think, even if it is think, selling myself.
1: I think you're, <laughs> I think you're smarter than you think you are.
0: That's what my mom said. You
1: know more than you think you know.
0: Yep. That's what all of my teachers said.
1: That being said, you still have a lot to learn.
0: Like, That's also what.
1: Like the rest of us. I'm always amazed on how I'm still learning. Like. That there's stuff out there that I know absolutely nothing about. Like, just when you think you've, like, got it under control and and you're doing great, then, then you learn how dumb you really are still.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to ask questions to
1: learn. Yeah, but you also still have the ability to, like, figure things out, and <coughs> that's cool because you're smart enough to do that. Can I tell you a really cool story that happened this week? Yes. Okay. So... The transition to Lansing has been kind of hard. I've mentioned several podcasts before. My husband accepted a position as a senior pastor in Lansing and so we've sold our house. We're in the transition of moving to Lansing. and so we've already started attending the church and my husband's the pastor. and that is a really cool thing and i really, really enjoyed this. like it's fun to get him get to see him do like what he's gifted at and what he loves doing. But something else really, really cool happened at church this week. And we're just starting to get to learn the people and get to know the youth. And I love, 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 love working with teens. And so it's been really fun to, to get to do that again. Um, to work with everybody is, has been really fun. But my daughter Grace was having a very tough day on Sunday. Just a tough day. She wasn't feeling good. It's, she was in one of those moods. Nathan, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Is she throwing a where, tantrum? Yes, where and where you really shouldn't be exposed to other people because you're just in a mood and anybody you encounter, you're probably not going to leave them for the better that day because you're just in a mood. And so I told her during service to go ahead and go like lay out in the in the car like she just couldn't bring herself to do it. And we all have those days. And I understood. It, so I was like, yeah, go lay down. So then She comes into me and she says, hey, I'm leaving. And I was like, okay, where are you going? And she's like, points over to my left. And I turn around and there's a lady. And she's like, do you mind if I take Grace someplace? Well, I know who this person is. I've gotten to know her and enough that I trust her to take my daughter. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. This lady saw my daughter leave in a mood. She has kids who are grown and she knew that look. And so she went outside. And she also knows that Grace is going through a lot with transitioning to a new school. She went out and asked Grace, hey, do you want to leave and go get something to drink? So she took her to scooters, got her a drink, drove her around neighborhoods, and just let my daughter talk about everything that is going on in her life, like boys, school, the transition, like Grace just opened up and told her everything that was on her mind. And this lady just listened to her, brought her back to the church, dropped her off. But I cannot tell you, like, if somebody wants to love me, all you've gotta do is love my kids. And the fact that this person, who doesn't know us that well, doesn't know my daughter that well, and could have easily judged my daughter, and said, you know you're making your dad look bad by not sitting in church right now listening to him. You know you don't have a right attitude right now. Instead of judging her, she went and took the time and listened to her. And that will do more for Grace than somebody making her come sit in that church pew on Sunday morning. It was huge. It was huge. And Grace will come back next week knowing that she has a friend there and somebody who understands her. And Man, that just made such a huge impact on me that sometimes we just need to listen to what other people are going through and not make a judgment on what's going on. That was cool. That was a cool thing. That was a a good story. Thank you, person. Person. I'm not going to mention your name because I'm sure you don't want to be called out, but that was huge. Thank you.
0: And with that, we close.
1: On a much better note.
0: <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> That's it for the Nathan Vex podcast. Again, the number 816 787 1511. September 25th is whenever we'll have Jay Wes on for Shock Therapy Live. So if you have a question or a concern, comment, text it in. Anything. Anything. My name is Nathan.
1: And I'm Bex. We out.